Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. To start this episode, I want to have you just check in with yourself, kind of do a body scan and ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? Are you feeling stressed out or run down or overwhelmed, maybe needing more coffee to get through the day? Or maybe you're feeling energized, vibrant, clear-headed, sharp. You know, just check in and see. You know, the reason why I'm asking is that over the last couple of weeks, I've, I've been talking to so many different women and gosh, you know, as I'm checking in with them, so many of them are feeling a little bit run down, a little bit low energy, and um, it's profoundly affecting a lot of their body and their hormones. And one of the reasons for that is when we think about our stress response system or we think about our hormones, like all of it runs in this really beautiful orchestra. And, you know, when everything is harmonizing and every hormone is balanced in our endocrine system, man, it sounds so beautiful. Like it's the most beautiful song. But if the violin's off or the piano's off or the cello's off in the orchestra, like it all just doesn't sound good, right? They play off each other and it affects each other. And one of the biggest areas that I see having a profound impact on our overall endocrine system and how our hormones are working with one another is the amount of stress that we're dealing with. And one of the areas that I really see a lot of women connecting the dots is they will be feeling a lot of stress and feeling overrun and feeling just kind of depleted. But then also they notice that they are having um, symptoms of estrogen dominance or menstrual issues, things like chronic fatigue, um, PMS driven with irritability, anxiousness, depression, mood swings, hard lumpy breasts, um, severe menstrual cramping, heavy prolonged bleeding, um, spotting between cycles, kind of thick, heavy periods, acne, hot flashes and night sweats, water retention, like bloating, especially right before your period, fibrocystic breasts, maybe even fibroids, migraines, and even brain fog. Um, and so when you know you take a look at this, um, you kind of start to put the pieces together and you start to identify like, oh, wow, you know, it's amazing how many external factors can have such a profound impact on our reproductive system. And the reason for that, and it, it makes so much sense to me, but back in the day, you know, I just wasn't putting the pieces together, is that because we are bringing beings into this world, because we're able to make babies and deliver babies into this world, that every single system in our body is really driven to ensure that our reproductive system is working properly and our menstrual cycle is working properly. So if we start to see any issues with our menstrual cycle, it really is the warning sign that something isn't right. And one of the biggest things that I see so often is the amount of stress burden that so many women are carrying. And I can speak from personal experience. Like I know that I naturally run more estrogenic. And there's a couple of reasons for that. But one of the reasons is that, you know, for many, many, many years, I was a stressaholic, workaholic, and my progesterone levels took a major hit because of that. And so I always have to be super mindful looking at my labs, seeing where estrogen's at, seeing where progesterone is at, because I know that I will lean in that direction, um, especially in perimenopause when 85 plus percent of us are going to lean in that direction just by, you know, the course of our hormones changing and fluctuating as we head into menopause. 
Um, and because I have found this to be such a big area of focus for so many women where they're seeing the connection between how stressed they are or their gut health and their liver health, and then how it's profoundly impacting their menstrual cycle, um, you know, it's been something that I've been digging into for quite some time. And I am actually hosting a class tomorrow night on March 29th um, to talk about how to overcome estrogen dominance at any age. And we'll be looking at all of these root causes. Today, the root cause that I really want to focus on is the stress piece, the stress component that could be driving some of these symptoms and could be having you not feel so great. But if you do want to go and learn more, I'll have a link to register. It is drmarisa.com slash estrogen class. And you're going to get a free gift just for registering in your inbox. It's one of my amazing recipe guides. And then also I'm going to be doing some epic giveaways on some of my favorite products during the live recording. That's going to be tomorrow. Um, and if you're not able to attend, because obviously it's happening tomorrow, if you do register, one, you'll get the free gift and I will send you a replay kind of with all the big highlights that you can go in and kind of discern for yourself what is going on. I'm also going to be doing a Q&A session there where I love to answer everybody's questions um, and just give more understanding and more context for what is going on. Like I said, you know, when it comes to stress, not only can that drive thyroid issues, can it drive adrenal fatigue, but also I see it drive a big amount of estrogen dominance. What I wanted to spend time on today was that connection. Because so often we don't realize when we are chronically stressed just living our day-to-day -day life, how much it can impact our menstrual cycle. And let me tell you, when I see women struggling with estrogen dominance, chronic stress is almost always one of the root underlying causes. Now, although our bodies are made to handle acute stress, you know, a couple times a week, you know, we, we're resilient. I mean, we're women, for goodness sake. We're not really able and we're not built to handle a lot of chronic stress. And these days, I will tell you, almost everyone I come across is feeling chronically stressed. I feel like because of the pandemic and the post-pandemic, it's just been one hit after the other, and people have just not really felt like they've gotten their footing. And by all means, check in with yourself and kind of feel that. Like, have, have you felt like you have gotten your footing since the pandemic, or have things just kind of been like one thing after the other? Now, when it comes to stress, we all know it can be physical or it can be psychological. And for any of us, for you, it could be both, right? Physical stressors are things like an unhealthy diet, right? A lot of takeout or too much sugar or too many frappuccinos, um, exposure to toxins, smoking or being exposed to smoking, an overconsumption of, of wine or alcohol, you know, several times a week, a chronic illness, a sedentary lifestyle, reoccurring infections, medications, water that is nasty or even, you know, air pollution, all of these things are physical stressors. Even working out too hard can be a physical stressor. Um, and then we've got, right, the, the psychological stressors, the perceived stressors, the email that you get, running late to a meeting, the constant to-do list that you're not able to ever finish, um, the running from one thing to the next, that absolutely adds up. Those perceived stressors are big zingers as well. And when we look at our adrenals, right, and their need to have to keep up pumping all of these, you know, adrenaline, um, stress hormones, cortisol, norepinephrine, epinephrine, man, I will tell you, it deregulates so much. Not only does it have a profound impact on insulin, on our gut, on our thyroid, on our menstrual cycle, on our immune system, 
But also over time, it just beats up on our adrenals leading to adrenal fatigue syndrome. Mind you, you gotta be in chronic stress a long time to get there, but more often than not, I am seeing it over and over and over again. And what I've noticed is that many symptoms of adrenal fatigue syndrome or chronic stress um, overlap estrogen dominance because they are so closely related or really one's driving the other. Things like fatigue, weight gain, anxiety, mild depression, brain fog, PMS, infertility, low libido, lowered immunity, hypoglycemia, salt and sugar cravings, hair loss, dry skin, and heart palpitations. Like I can, I'll see those across the board. And what you'll notice is that the symptoms of having chronic stress or even adrenal fatigue syndrome really can go hand in hand with having a deregulated reproductive system, right? Because that's mainly due to the fact that your adrenal glands, your thyroid, and your ovaries are very connected, right? They form the ovarian adrenal thyroid axis, meaning they're all in constant interplay all of the time. And if any part of this axis is out of balance, it's going to affect the rest, right? If you have a thyroid that's not working properly, it's going to affect your menstrual cycle. It's going to just put more undue stress on the stress response system. And again, if the adrenals aren't working properly or you're in chronic stress mode, you're going to see that balance between estrogen and progesterone become disrupted. And this happens because when we are having to crank more and more cortisol to address all the stress that's happening, we end up having to, you know, stop making other hormones, particularly, and it shunts mitochondrial production that also ends up messing with our sex hormones as well. And who ends up taking the big hit on this? Um, not only is ovulation and the corpus luteum, but also the production of progesterone. Now, it's a lot more nuanced than cortisol is just stealing progesterone. Cortisol is messing with all kinds of things that ultimately is messing with progesterone production, including nutrient deficiencies. If you want to burn yourself out of all of your core nutrients, just be stressed because the body just has to burn through so much reserve to keep up. So one of the things I see a lot of is when we have high stress levels, I see a plummeting of progesterone. I myself have experienced it more than on one occasion, and that ends up leading to estrogen dominance as well. Um, and the more stress, the more cortisol equals less progesterone. And then what estrogen dominance is in a nutshell is just more estrogen in relation to progesterone. And that is a very fine balance. Unfortunately, most of us lean towards more estrogen than progesterone. We have to really treat progesterone as this very, very, you know, not only sensitive hormone, but also a hormone that can easily be taken for granted and um, can lower much quicker than we imagine. So we just have to be really mindful about tending to progesterone levels, especially at a time where we may be losing her precipitously. And that's why I think it's so important that um, we, we're always looking at that estrogen and progesterone balance because, again, when they are well balanced with each other, when they're both where they need to be in that luteal phase of the cycle, everything is great. Life is good. You feel good. You don't even notice your period comes on. Hopefully you're tracking it anyway. That's the only way you know. And things feel like they're in lockstep. That's how it's supposed to feel. I know we've been told, we've been convinced to normalize severe PMS symptoms or you know, low progesterone and, and um, menstrual cycle issues, but it's really not supposed to be that way. We're supposed to have this really easy time heading into our period as long as we're honoring and nourishing our body. Um, and note that your body is always doing its best 
to reach or try to maintain homeostasis in order to feel healthy. But I know that as we age, not only does stress become a major concern because it just adds up over time, right? More life events begin to happen. But also as we age, our hormones are declining. That's a deal. That's a deal a deal breaker for, you know, a happy menstrual cycle over time. And so one of the things that we see when we start heading to menopause, especially after the age of 35, is that progesterone levels will precipitously drop much faster than estrogen. Gosh, by the time we're in our mid-40s, we've lost 70 to 80% of our progesterone, and we've only lost about 25% of our estrogen. There, in that particular situation and scenario, we already have an imbalance happening. Add in all of the other components, and bam, you're going to start to notice some pretty serious symptoms of estrogen dominance. And what I wanted to speak into today is what are the other things that could be driving some of that stress um, that could be not only driving a faster decline of progesterone, but also throwing off that progesterone estrogen imbalance. So a couple things that you can see here um, is even like one, xenoestrogens, right? These are chemical stressors on the system that basically resemble estrogen molecularly. And they're found in products like perfumes, shampoos, lotions, car exhaust, pesticides, herbicides, flip-flops, your store receipts, I mean, everywhere, anywhere, plastic bottles. And that is putting undue stress on the system and also driving way too much estrogen in the body. This can even happen to men can become more estrogenic over time, especially if they're exposed to this type of chemicals. Um, Excessive estrogen production due to an overconsumption of sugar and processed foods an overconsumption of, you know, too much caffeine over time, pesticides from eating commercially grown fruits and vegetables, hormones and antibiotics in our meat and commercially raised cattle and poultry, industrial solvents in certain products, things as cosmetics, nail polish, nail polish removal, paint, varnish, carpeting, insect sprays, lawn sprays, processed wood, Roundup, um, even hair dye. Um, Magnesium and B vitamin deficiencies can absolutely drive um, estrogen to not be processed by the liver and be backing up in the liver, um, fatty liver disease, an overconsumption of alcohol, certain medications can impair the liver from functioning properly. Too much, I guess that too much sugar can absolutely impair the liver from working properly. And then even obesity and the overconsumption of fat, since excess fat is converted over to estrogen as well. So these are some things we don't even think about, but these are all stressors. These are all physical stressors, chemical stressors that could be contributing to the amount of estrogen dominance that we are dealing with. Hence why I see so many different women struggling with this issue, especially in our 30s, 40s, and 50s, because it's kind of all just building up. And then that tipping point outside of us feeling stressed is the fact that progesterone, which was, again, it was the hormone that was keeping things in balance and keeping the estrogen drama in check. When she starts to drop, especially after 35 years old, it just feels like, kind of all hell ensues. So what we want to do is we want to get super clear, you know, what are some of the biggest drivers that are driving some of your menstrual disruptions, some of those, you know, PMS symptoms and even period problems, and then start to identify that. And again, one of the things I wanted to just point out, because it doesn't always seem like it makes so much sense, is the connection between the amount of perceived stress we're dealing with and how it can have a profound impact on our menstrual cycle, especially as we get older. And so what's super important and what I'm gonna be sharing in tomorrow's class is not only identifying some of the major areas where we're driving 
an excess amount of estrogen in relation to progesterone. And here's the deal. You can even see that estrogen could be on the lower side and still be you know, higher in, in relation to progesterone. So some things that you can do. This I'm going to be teaching you more in the class, but here are some 10 simple hacks to get you started on undoing the damage and restoring the balance of your menstrual cycle. One, reduce the consumption of estrogenic foods. And this is going to be like processed soy products, processed food, um, conventional meats. Again, any processed food, conventional, um, conventional dairy, and then also processed sugar. These are going to drive more estrogen dominance over time. Um, xenoestrogens, obviously, from all the products that I mentioned, and even conventional farm-raised meat and fish, this will also drive um, excess estrogen in the system. Um, eating adrenal-loving foods, right? So good fats, good protein and fiber sources, um, foods that are going to reduce inflammation, like gluten, vegetable oils, alcohol, and added sugar. Filter your water. Again, so important here. Um, we need as much purified water as possible um, to support our liver, to support our gut and our cells. Um, reduce coffee and tea consumption, at least for a little bit, because it can drive the reduction of progesterone over time and also lead to worsening symptoms of chronic stress. Um, taking natural progesterone. So I have an amazing bioidentical serum, a progesterone Restore serum that is amazing. And again, it can help ease out those symptoms and help get progesterone back to a normal level where you feel good again. Detoxifying your liver, which I'm gonna go into major detail in the class tomorrow. But one of the reasons why I created my 14-day detox is, wow, it had a transformative impact. Thousands and thousands of women who've gone to the program when they were dealing with severe estrogen-dominant symptoms like bloating, heavy periods, migraines, fibrocystic breast, I mean, all of it weight, especially um, in the belly, thighs, and booty. Um, and then also taking some important supplements. One of the best ways, one of the fastest ways to get your body back on track is giving it the right nutrients. Antioxidants such as vitamin A, C, and E, fish oil, grapeseed extract, um, NAC, so N-acetylcysteine, quercetin, lopaic acid, calcium deglutarate, milk thistle. Um, I mean, the list goes on. Methylated B vitamins. These are all the critical nutrients that your liver needs to work properly. And then managing your stress, because that's what this episode was really focusing on, is that what's that stress um, estrogen dominance connection? What's the stress menstrual cycle deregulation connection, right? When we are dealing with too much of that, it has a profound impact on our mitochondria. It has a profound impact on ovulation, and it has a profound impact on the production of certain hormones. Um, so that our cycle is running properly. So in terms of stress management, practicing gratitude every single day, journaling, meditation, walking outside in nature as much as you can, especially after meals, limiting your screen time, getting good sleep, and you know, doing the things that are really gonna fill up your cup. Do the things that really bring you joy and ease your heart. That's what it's gonna be. And let me tell you, it isn't your to-do list. <laughs> and, you know, It isn't running from one thing to the next. And so I really do hope that I get to see you tomorrow for more hacks and strategies to help you overcome estrogen dominance at any age. But this is a good start as well. Um, one, just identifying and recognize if stress is just running your life and then taking some simple steps to really tell your body that everything is safe, sending your body safety signals in the form of breath work, 
gratitude journaling, meditation, and walking is just a beautiful place to start. Again, in order to register, head over to drmarisa.com slash estrogen class right now to get registered for free. Again, and you're going to get your free gifts and you'll be able to participate in the giveaway if you can attend live tomorrow. Um, and again, if you're loving these tips, be sure to subscribe for more easy ways to heal your hormones and to upgrade your health. Until the next episode, have an amazing day. 